Junior, senior, two views. Let's start it. Welcome back to another week of Junior, yes. senior, two views. Let's get straight into it. So, we've had a lot of baseball. Are Joey Gallo's best days in front of him? So, Joey Gallo was struggling with the Yankees before getting traded to the uh-huh, Dodgers. Uh-huh. And he's putting up good numbers. Are they in front of him? Well, anything obviously is better than playing in New York for Joey Gallo. He obviously came from Texas. Well, look, I mean, he came from Texas, you know, a big hitter. Yeah. And then, you know, going to New York, he struggled. The Boo Birds were out in New York very quickly. Yep. Uh, you know, you thought, well, this would be a match made in heaven. A left-handed batter in a short Yankee Stadium porch, it's a, it's a no-doubter. So They already have a lot of power-hitting Power can't hitters. hurt. Can't hurt to have lefties. And he's though. a stri- he's a high strikeout guy. That's the biggest problem. And it doesn't fit with the Yankees. They need they need guys who can hit for contact, right? Because so, they I mean, have a lot of power already in Stanton and Judge. Of course. So, but I'm talking about left-handed bats, and that's what historically, even in old Yankee Stadium, suited the Yankees to have left-handed bats because of the short, of the short right field area. It's a short hit to right field. Yeah. Same thing applies in New Yankee Stadium. So left-handed bats in Yankee Stadium always is a, is a suitable thing. So I would say maybe his best days ahead of him. Look, he didn't go to a, a scrub team. No, he, he went to Dodgers. A, a, a potential World Series win. So he's gone from strength to strength. So if Joey Gallo didn't get traded, he'd be in New York. If he didn't get he didn't get traded to like, you know. Cincinnati or Arizona, so he's, yeah. he's in, you know, so I think his best days are probably ahead of him. I don't think it's as much pressure. And look, the Yankees got Benintendi anyway, who's a good contact guy, so that fixes that problem for them. Yes. So I mean, look, I, I think you know, I think Joey Gallo can can think to himself, "I'm lucky to be a Dodger. They've had some injuries. He gets a chance to play a little bit. We'll see how that works." All right. Bigger deal: the Mets beating four, beating the Braves in four out of five. Or the Dodgers sweeping the Padres. I honestly think it's the Mets um, because that's a big. That was a big series. Uh, they're coming into another series. They came into another series against the Reds and also against the Phillies. I'm pretty sure they they took an L today. They did. Um, but that was a big. That was a big deal because coming into that series, the Braves were only a half game back from the Mets in the division, mm-hmm. and that four out of five is. Stretch at the end of that se- that five game series with the doubleheader, stretched it to a seven game lead. Yeah, I which think is was, huge. I think it was. Don't think it was a half game between the Nets and Braves. It was. Time. It, was it, it? It was coming into that series. I'd say it's. I definitely say it's a, a. Oh well, well it was a game. Uh, it, it was, was a, a game. game and a half. It game was a game and a half. half. I'd say I agree. Um, certainly the Dodgers, Padres series, didn't really hold it because the Padres already owned the wild card. So really, they need to worry about who's behind them in the wild card, and then they're going to get to the Dodgers. So I didn't think that was the big deal. I thought that the, the Mets Brave series was very important because it yeah. was like making a statement. You know, every time you know the Mets would find ways to you know to really manufacture runs and score. So yeah, I think it was a bigger deal for the Mets and Braves for sure. Yeah, it was huge. Um, and it's the Mets are staying consistent. This is this is good to see that the Mets aren't collapsing as of yet. I'm still not fully all in yet, considering last year. It is still only we are still in mid August. Not over yet. So it's you know. there's still a full month and a half of baseball left before we get get to the real 
the the real stuff, which mm-hmm. is October baseball. That's when that's when it really happens. One, I got the next one. Yep. All right. Next question here is. Okay, what do you, what do you make of Juan Soto's early struggles with the Padres? I don't make much of it. Uh, honestly, it's 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 a big cup of who cares to me. Like he's just my line. He's adjusting. Robert. Well, it is. He's uh, he's adjusting to a new system. That he was he with the Nats. All what he was relied upon to do was hit for power. And get he wasn't he had guys around him who could hit for contact anyway, so he didn't really need to do that. With the Padres, you got guys who can hit for con, contact and power, so he's going to have to adjust that accordingly. But he's a great player, and great players adjust their games to whatever environment they're thrown in. So it's not really that big of a deal to me. I think it's indicative of the the Padres' struggles as a team. I mean, they struggled in the LA series. Um, their big bats have struggled. Machado struggled. I think he's pressing. Obviously, there's a big, you know, there's a, you know, there's a big G up when he got there. Standing ovation at Petco Park yep. from being there. Um, you know, the, the Padres, you know, are supposed to be that team now and, making and it, noise, and, and it doesn't help that now. That Tatis, Tatis has been suspended for eighty games for That's PEDs. It. That's it for him. So yep. they were looking forward for him to come back. So they could make it a triple yeah. threat, and now he's most puts a dent he's in their mo- plans. He's most like, he's done for the regular season. But I mean, maybe I'll, come back for the the playoffs. Maybe I don't think. I is think there eighty I, games well, left? There's not eighty games left. I don't think so. There's, uh, there might be, but he might come back. He he, he <laughs> might well come back in the playoffs. Might oh, well, well even so, that just puts a damp in their plans. I, I look. I think all the Padres hitters are, are pressing, including Juan Soto. Um, but you know there is there is pressure now. Yes. It went from it went from it went from the Nationals where there was you know very little pressure because they they got awful to now being on a contending team and then having to now you know up the performance because again he's there for three more seasons under control yes. under under contract for the next three seasons but he's thinking ahead. There's a long game here. Yeah. You know Juan Soto will be 26 when it you know when he comes to contract renegotiations. He wants to be the highest paid player in the league. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I think he deserves to be as such, considering... We'll see what the performances consider, are. Yeah, considering he's a generational talent. Um, How scary can the Mets get with a healthy Jacob deGrom? Now... I'll answer that. Yes. Very scary. We know this, because yeah. deGrom had two starts. Yeah. Two quality starts. Yeah. One against Washington. That wasn't really his fault, because... He wasn't getting any run but support. But he got he got run support in the next game. He, he got some run support in the next game, I'm saying. The yeah. first game, no. Yeah. The next game he did, and he pitched very well. Yeah. And he was throwing the ball with velocity. So you put DeGrom and Scherzer one two punch in the short series. Plus plus more plus Walker. Plus plus McGill when he gets back, hopefully. Yeah, but I mean I think it all comes down to DeGrom and it all comes down to DeGrom and Scherzer. Those yeah. are your two aces. Yeah. And you know, Jacob DeGrom just Surpassed, I think the, the number as far as you know in two hundred starts, he surpassed has the high the record for the most strikeouts yeah. over fifteen hundred. So that's impressive. The only thing that's a bit concerning for me with the Mets pitching is the middle of their bullpen. The back of their bullpen isn't an issue. Diaz has been elite this year. Yeah. Um, the middle of their bullpen's a big issue. Givens coming over in the deadline, he's been a bit shaky mm-hmm. since coming over. Uh, they're getting Trevor May back, which is a bit of a concern because Trevor May isn't that good. He's not. He hasn't been that good for the Mets uh, since signing with them. So that's the kind. That's 
they're going to have to hold it together. Uh, but I think, the, the, I think if bullpen. you're talking about the pitching of the bullpen, I think Buck is trying to not exhaust Diaz. There you see like other guys like Aravario, or I think it's Aravario, yeah, Aravario, coming in and doing that relief and getting the save. He's trying to get saved by committee to save Diaz for later on in the season. Yeah. I believe because I mean Diaz has been right. But the bit, the problem with. Uh, Here's what concerns me about Buck Walter. In what? The, in the, look, Why? Why in the, are you in the, doing that? In the back end of his, his Baltimore tenure. Oh, my he, gosh. It, Baltimore. No, if you sat with him right now, he'd say it's no, Baltimore. No, in the back end of his Baltimore uh-huh. tenure, right. he was known for exhausting his bullpen. Okay. So I hope that doesn't happen right now. Well, you don't uh, exhaust a bullpen if the starting pitching is able to go Longer than five innings. And okay, yeah, that is That's true. That's how it works. And it's Bal- just simple. And Baltimore did not have good starting it's pitching just simple, when he was there. Right? And the, he, they didn't have. But to be fair, they didn't have good starting pitching when he was there. That that is fair. Correct. Yeah, mo- I'm smart. I know. All right, moving okay, on. Next one. I'm reading this one. Yes. I think. Uh, thoughts about the field of dreams game between the Cubs and the Reds? It was pretty good. It wasn't too bad, but it, it certainly didn't top last year's. There were some good moments, but certainly didn't top last year's. Uh, and what's sort of scaring me is not the game, but um, the fact that they're... So MLB has already confirmed they're not going to be returning to Field of Dreams next year. Possibly. Why not? That's uh, crazy. But there are proposed uh, renovations, which... Why? Why would you do that? You're proposed killing... Proposed renovations for the field. Yeah, for the Field of why? Dreams. They're thinking of creating it into a... Into oh, a complex. No. Why are you doing that? That's you're such a you're killing off the whole mystique of the that's field such of dreams. A mistake. You're killing off the whole mystique of yeah, it. No, that's ridiculous. Look, I, I will say this. Uh, I agree. I agree. Well, last year you had the Yankees and the White Sox because both teams are so good playing in field of dreams. And you had the, the walk off by Tim Anderson. Okay, right. The Cubs and the Reds, not so much. But I think it's because of the fact that they're both Midwest teams. Yeah. Which is kind of what brought the whole thing together. It was a bit corny. I don't know. They had the old stage thing with Griffey Jr. and Sr. coming out of the, the wheat fields and yeah. playing a little catch. And Griffey Sr. dropped the ball. And it was a bit weird. I think it was about bringing that back to say, you know, this is all about, you know, a family game and bring make it all wholesome. I mean, they it, it's kind of like the Winter Classic. I think, like, you know, with hockey and the Winter Classic, I'm not yeah. comparing the same thing, but I'm saying... With this, I think it makes sense to have that every year to kind of bring it back. It and does, that, you know. But, but but the fact that they're going to scrap it, no, they're not. They're only scrapping it for next season. They oh. haven't said anything about twenty twenty four, but confirmed next season they won't be returning. Okay, which it, it doesn't make too much sense to me because that's that's what everyone's been looking forward to. Yes. Okay. Next one. Yes. Could Portland get Kevin Durant uh, and with a little help from the Warriors? So this is what this is what a mock. I just saw this on Facebook, of course. It's always where the, the real mock truth... Mock trades it's suck. Where, it's always where the real truth lies. Social lies. media mock this, trades this, suck. This is the mock trade, okay? Portland would get Kevin Durant. We know that. Golden State would receive Ben Simmons. And then Brooklyn would get... <laughs> get this. Here we go. Draymond Green, Jeremy Grant, Jonathan Kaminga, uh, Moses Moody, Nasir Little, Josh Hart, uh, forward... Trent, Trenton Watford, and Who? Greg Brown. Who? And three first-round picks. This That's is this is a horrible trade. <laughs> the mock mocks mock trades on social media suck. They are they are absolute cheeks. But that's 
and what? let's see. Let's read o- Again, over. Again, it's can, just a mock. Let, let me just read over this yeah. package. Why would Golden State want Ben Simmons at this point in time? Why? He why? With all the negative headlines surrounding this guy, why would you? Why would they want him? Right. And Brooklyn gets oh basically no good players outside of Kuminga. No good young players outside of Kuminga and, Mo- and Moody back. Okay. And three first round picks. The the price for Kevin Durant's probably going to be six first round picks oh, at well, this look, rate. Hence, it's all about mock. Look, I think you have to just take it with with, with tongue in cheek. Um, look. Speaking of that, yeah, we know that there's that you know when we're talking speaking on Kevin Durant as we've been talking is we know that it's actually moved now to Philly. Now the rumor has it, and I don't so see that either because he'd be reunited with James Harden, and it's also why well, the whole situation with him and the Nets has gotten worse. He has we apparently he called approached, out Joe, Joe he's approached he Joe Sy and yeah. said it's either me. him, it's either me or you fire Nash and Marks, which. Uh, is is so stupid to me. You asked for Nash as coach. That's your guy. You put Nash there. Well, you know, every day is different. So, which, you know. which I didn't understand the Nash hire to begin with. Well, no I thought I thought that. Kenny Atkinson was doing a good job, uh, but and Marks, he's is not going to fire Marks. Marks resuscitated this dead franchise from the from. Right. I know. I look. They they had no talent in 2017. None. And he absolutely resuscitated them to get them back to playoff form in 2019. And then they go and do that. Okay. All their thing. Okay. They're on an odyssey okay. now. Okay. This is Kevin Durant, who's a disgruntled employee. We know this. Yes. Now. He's not happy. He's trying to do everything he can to expedite a trade. I just there aren't too many takers. We know this now, okay? The shops have closed. Yeah. The team that's going to take him is a team that's in contention. And also, I've heard a rumor thrown around. There was a, a sports TikToker who I love. He his name's Hawks. Who oh, he does plug? No, he does. He does he's not plugging us. Well, he's he's good. He has good content. He he does NBA analysis, and he theorized that if Kevin Durant gets traded, don't be surprised. To see a lockout coming because because the owners will go. Hang on, you just signed a two hundred million dollar extension, and you're asking for a trade in the first year of your contract extension. No, we don't. We don't want that. And all, and um, the CBA is expiring soon, so that could be a point, a sticking point between the players' association and uh, the own and the owners. That's and honest, honestly, both sides have valid. Valid points, but I don't know. Uh, that could be that could be something we see because there are valid points on both sides with with that issue specifically of contract extensions and trade demands. I guess I, I don't honestly think that Kevin Durant will be traded, but I don't know where. So I, think I don't know. Everybody needs to figure. I don't out know. I think be. I think the I think the suitors have dried up at this point. Okay. It's probably he might get traded for a meager return deep uh, deep into uh deep into September at All this right, point. I got this one. Could so, LeBron turn to return to Cleveland to finish his career? If so, I, it's all I've said it yeah. once, I'll say it again. If I'm Kobe Altman, I'm going nowhere near it. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. This is if you think about if you put yourself in Kobe Altman's shoes, you were left with a huge huge bill to foot. Not figuratively and literally after LeBron bailed, 
Um, if LeBron stayed, you would have had you would have been tens of million dollars over the over the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. Three, you would have had a three hundred million dollar payroll. When he left, you were at like a two hundred forty six million dollar payroll, locked up in guys like Kevin Love, George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, terrible contracts that LeBron wanted you to sign to uh, to push for a champion, push for championships. So, and at the end of the day, when he bailed. You had to sit with that and say, okay, how the hell do we get out of this? And you've carefully made moves and bought out these contracts to be able to say, okay, now we can tank. Now we can get some fresh talent in. And that's what you've done. Okay. And you've constructed this core who may may be ready in two years to make a deep run and may be ready to be supplemented. And now this guy, yes, he's the he's arguably the greatest player of all time and is the greatest player your franchise has ever had and will ever have, is saying he wants to come back and play late GM again. No, I'm not going anywhere near it all right. if I'm Colby. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to. I think, you know, again, it's that whole idea of, and I understand the first time he left was one thing. I think most Cleveland fans forgot that. Oh, they got over back. it. They got over it. When he came back, they forgot. He came back. All things were squashed. Championship won. And then when he decided to leave again, they went, okay, bye. Yeah, whatever. He's obviously in conversation, talks with the Lakers about extension. I'm not sure for how much more he's going to extend himself another couple of years. I think it comes down to his health. He's 38 this year. If he can bounce back health-wise, he had nagging injuries last season. Uh, if he can stay on the court, I guarantee he'll stay on the court longer than Anthony Davis. I think I could stay on the court longer than Anthony Davis, even if I suffered a hangnail. So we'll see what happens with that. But I don't think that Cleveland will get. Cleveland has a nice, nice core now. Mm-hmm. Garland, you got, you got, you know, you got Mobley, Mobley, Allen, Allen. You have a you lot have of youth. so much youth. You don't need LeBron there because LeBron doesn't like youth. He likes old guys. He look, wants to play with the old guys. Look, uh, once again, look at what happened when he came back for this. For, when he went to Cleveland for the second time, uh-huh. he guess who got shipped? Wiggins. Yeah. Wiggins got shipped for love. So I I wouldn't want him playing lay GM again. And I and I think Kobe Altman knows that's why he's not touching it. And I wouldn't be touching it. Yeah, you got this one. How significant is the league wide retirement of Bill Russell's number? I think it's massively significant. Uh, the NBA has never done anything like that. He joins an elite club of players to have their number retired. He joins Jackie Robinson and Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was going to be inevitable. Uh, whether LeBron changes from 6 to 23. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Like he's He has to. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, he was wearing 6. Yeah. And he can't now. So, But that'll be fine because... LeBron will turn that into a marketing scheme. Oh, yeah. If he's thinking, like, I don't need to wear 26. I could wear 23. 23. I could wear a completely crazy number. He could. He could wear any number he wants. He could wear 38 because he's turned 38 this year. I mean, so, yeah, I just thought about that going, that impacts LeBron. And and Alfred Payton. (laughs) (laughs) Alfred Payton wore number six all the time. So, not that, and I don't know if anybody keeps track of Alfred Payton, but, you know, maybe he's playing, maybe he's not, but... Again, that's that's a significant point for a lot of yes. for a lot of good reasons though. It had to happen. Well, it's huge. It, it was going to happen. I think it had to happen, and I think it's the proper thing to do. Yes, I think it's absolutely yes. appropriate. It was talked about. Adam Silver said it should happen. I don't think there was any disagreement from any owner or any player to say that's a bad idea. Yes, 
And so, yes, the retirement of the number six jersey should happen, can happen, and yeah. it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I do I agree with uh, manager Eric Ten Hag's thoughts as a lack of self-belief due to Man United's opening loss to Brighton? This is going to be a long-term project for Eric Ten Hag to establish a culture back at United. This opening day loss is... Is Brighton unheard of? Brighton are a good team. But I like, but no, it's Man United. No, uh, yes, it's it's United. That's it. But they don't hold the luster that they used to. No, of course not. Brighton are a good team. I like them. They just needed a striker, and I think they'll they'll be um, competing for Europe this season. You're the Europa League, okay. not the Champions League. The lesser, the little brother. Okay, just to explain it to you. But uh, this is going to be a long term project for Ten Hag because. I don't think it's a matter of self-belief. United's team right now is very, very disjointed and disorganized. All three lines don't have a lot of communication or sync or roster cohesion. Mm -hmm. Um, There are pieces there, but it's all... Most of it... There's no proper project. There's no really... uh, There's rumors of Rashford maybe being sold, Ronaldo wants out apparently like there's no proper synergy or project with a with young guys who can who can commit to a system like Arsenal did with their young core that they built up with Mikel Arteta so it's going to be very it's as a united fan I'm looking at it I'm like it's, people are expecting Ten Hag to come in and immediately change things, mm. which is not going to happen. Mm. It's not. This is a this is a team that needs a lot more than just one week and one change of manager, or even two changes of manager, mm. to get going. They okay. they need a lot more work, and it's going to take time. Okay. Um, I agree with you. I, I it's because it's. I think there's a transitional period. Obviously, Man United. I think the distraction, and just from my optics, is Cristiano Ronaldo's. Yes. yes. He doesn't really want to be there. I think Man United should honor that. I don't have him around because, you know, not not coming in at points of the game, already challenging the coach early on is not a good look. Yeah. And he should just get be cut loose. The and problem is no club wants him right well, now. Well, Cristiano, if you're listening, I doubt you are, but, hey, MLS is calling, baby. <laughs> Everyone laughs at it. It's a place to go. Rooney's done it. Beckham did it. Uh, Ibrahimovic done it. You can just go there. The MLS isn't a retirement home anymore. Well, it's actually a decent league. I still think Ronaldo gets butts in seats for all the teams that would come against him around there. I don't. Don't tell me the attendance rates are blowing out. He wants teams. to go to a, a, a. He wants to compete for the Champions League. Okay, well that's so fine. So he was but... eyeing a move to Bayern before they backed out of that and got, right. and bought Sadio Mane instead. Okay, well so, they're, getting, they're going younger. Clearly, yeah. there's a there's there's something now to be said. They've now said, you know what, Cristiano, well, your days, just, your better days are beyond. And I said this to to a friend who's also a United fan. The the roster that United had, this was like a. Like a year and a half ago, before Ragnick, before Ten Hag, before Ronaldo, the United right now don't have a proper project. I think, and back then I said they just need to sort of retool this entire roster or blow it up yeah. and sell what they can because 
right now there's no synergy. There's no there's no vision. I don't see any sort of vision that this club is trying to achieve. And everyone's pointing the fingers at the Glazers. And the Glazers aren't good owners. Let's get this one thing straight. The they Glazers, got their eyes the, on the, 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 another the, team. The Glazers aren't good owners. But they've given this club a lot of money to spend. Of course they and have. It comes, well, and they it have com- to. Yes. And it comes down... And it comes down to how this club has spent it in the past decade. They haven't spent it well in the past. They haven't spent it well in the past like half decade. They have not. Okay. It goes all the way back to Angel Di Maria, sixty-three million pounds, fourteen appearances, basically one goal. Okay. Okay. So nah, okay. they haven't spent it well. It's time to retool this entire roster. Build around one or two young guys. That's why you got. That's what you got to do. Okay, I got the next one. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Panthers coach Matt Rule says no timetable as a confirmation on starting quarterback. <laughs> do you believe him? I, I it, honestly, I do, but not for the reasons of actually having belief in Matt Rule because. Like you got a new target the, the, here. The, you got a new friend. Well, yes, you I do. do. Yes, you I do. do. The quarterback carousel last you season. You Oh yeah. The the quarterback carousel last season was absolutely ridiculous. Well, of course. Why are you uh, it, like? Why are you starting Cam? But Donald's gonna Donald's gonna be starting. But don't say. Cam's going to be doing some running plays, except when Darnold runs. What are you doing? But this season, you've got an even more wackier quarterback room. Matt Corral, who who actually looked pretty good in training camp, the defensive player of the year in Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield, the wild card, the the shot in the dark. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, in terms of quality, is the best out of those three uh, out of out of out of those three, mm-hmm. but he's he's a shot in the dark in his own right. He just come off shoulder surgery, yeah. So is he going to uh, get back to his get back to his twenty twenty accuracy? Because it was him. It was in he had a torn labrum in his non throwing shoulder, yeah. and that means a lot to accuracy. Okay. okay. Um. I think Matt Rule, I, I think he's, he tried to throw something at the wall last season to see if it would stick. And it didn't. And evidently Nothing. it did not. So, you know, the move that to bring Sam Darnold in, you thought, well, he saw ghosts in New York. He saw ghosts in Carolina, too. We know that. And they have a bad offensive line. Uh, yeah, they have a rookie a offensive line this they're year. They're not a good team. And, um, I mean, Matt Rule says it here. I'm not, quote, I'm not putting a timetable on the quarterback position until after we get back from Patriots week. So... Whenever that happened. Matt said he said that recently. I think he's trying to hope that he can find some consistency because that's obviously where the biggest deficit was on his team. Also, he's in the last year of his contract. No, he isn't. He isn't? No. I might be wrong. He's still got he's still got wait for it. Four four years. No, he doesn't. Thirty million dollars. Yeah, no, that's how much he still owed. No, he doesn't. If he doesn't do well now, because he's got David Tepper, who's got lots of money and, lot, yeah. and, and very little patience. Yeah. So I think Matt Rule has to have like Carolina has to be respectable this season in order to keep his job. I don't think they will be. Honestly, they're I think, gonna be bad. I think they're gonna be a bad team. I 
I have them finishing four and thirteen. Whoa, whoa. They're going to be a bad team. They well, have, we'll have to do that. On yeah, our, we'll have to have a. They, they have a rookie line. They have a court, another quarterback carousel, and a defense. Okay, you got some a couple nice pieces on defense. Derek Brown might have a breakout season. Other than that, what is on offense for me to be excited about? Even if the court, even if whoever you start behind center is it does somewhat well. What kind of weapons do you have? It, Christian McCaffrey, will he if get he, back if healthy? He stays on the field. He's always injured. I don't, yeah, he's I don't in, trust Christian McCaffrey at all. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go with some happy birthdays before we wrap up. Happy birthday belated to Patrick Ewing, the franchise of my beloved Knicks during the yep. 90s, 80s, and 90s, of course. Couldn't get couldn't that get elusive there. ring. Didn't have enough help. But everybody he, will say Pat had this and that. He had very no. He support. didn't. He didn't have a lot. Very of, little look, help. He didn't have a lot of playoff. It's just help. cruel irony that the Knicks were the eighth seed in the two, you know, the nineteen ninety nine playoff in the finals, and Patrick wasn't was there. out with a bad with a broken wrist. But so. here's the thing about Pat: it took some all time talent to deny him. Of course, all time talent. We know that it took Jordan. It took it Elijah took won. Elijah one. Yeah, would have been de- Jordan. More than yeah. once, if not for a lot, if not for him, retiring. it took, it, and it took, it, and if he was playing in '99, it would have took, it would have took, it taken, would have taken, would have taken Timmy and David Robinson to deny, to deny yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's some all-time talent. So, yeah. a legend without a ring is a legend all the same. Yes. Uh, next happy birthday goes to Neon Dion Sanders. Prime uh, time. Prime time. And you know what? The you know, outside of Bo Jackson, right? He turned fifty-five today. Oh, recently. Yeah. Outside of Bo Jackson, really, two sport guy. Yes. Played with the Yankees very briefly, then yeah. went to the Braves and was playing with the Braves and the Falcons at the same time at one yeah. point. Um, then went and played in, in with the 49ers. Then the Cowboys. Then the Cowboys. So, you know, and then then Washington. Everywhere he went, I think the Washington years are a bit like yeah. this was the decline. Yeah, but early on, anywhere he went, electric. Oh, he was a returner. He was incredible. Cover anybody. Oh yeah, you know he could back it up. And he, he could back a, it up. And he was he a said. good baseball player as well. Yes, a damn good one. Yes, and he could back it up with what he said. So yeah, happy belated birthday, happy anniversary, Barry Bonds, fifteen years ago around this time, breaking Babe Ruth's record with an asterisk, of yeah. course. There's an asterisk yes, behind there it. There is a big because asterisk. Because we all know Balco. that there's something there, and Barry Bonds has never talked about it. Has never, you know, was He's at, never admitted was to it. Was requested to come to Congress and speak. Has never spoken about it. So there is an asterisk next to his name about yeah. breaking Babe Ruth's. Record. But look, I think honestly, with uh, and I've come to this consensus. I think without, even if he didn't take steroids, I think he he might have had potential to beat that record. No. Seriously, he is his plate discipline, his swing. Yeah. I think so. were among some of the best we've ever seen in baseball history. Oh well, he was. Will he ever get he, to the Hall of Fame? I think he should. With that ass, I think he should. Honestly, uh, I think God. Okay, here's oh, the class time. I don't. But here's this. the class of um of steroid players who I class players who were who were who were good. Only with steroids. Rafi Palmero, uh-huh. Mark McGuire, okay. Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa, and then the class of players who were good 
before they put well, juice. Barry Bonds on that list. Ba- Bonds and Clemens. Well, we don't know. It's not confirmed that he juiced. Yes, but it's, it's juice. but it's suspected. Okay, all right. Well, Bonds and Clemens, and Clemens is a, is still not in the hall. Of course, he's not going to make it either. So I think those two should be there because <laughs> oh, they were amazing before they would. Before they were juicing. One of them is confirmed. The other is allegedly. Okay. So we'll just let that go to the debate. Now, and a a farewell retirement will start for Serena Williams. She has announced that she's only... She's going to retire after the U.S. Open. I... I This was a long... This was a long time This was a long, long time I I don't think many people truly understand how big this is. Serena is one of the greatest pro athletes we have ever seen. Ever. Like, regardless of sport or gender, she is one of the greatest pro athletes we've ever seen. Her dominance over women's tennis yes. is cannot be denied, whatever you say. Absolutely not. Just her resume is unbelievable. Yeah. Most Grand Slams out of anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Yes. Regardless of gender or class or whatever. He, she's absolutely generational, once-in-a-generation athlete. We're never going to see another one like her, okay. ever. All right. We're going to wrap it up here. That's the yep. end of our show. If you come from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do these things one or two times a week. Mostly, mostly once a week. Mostly once a week. Next week, we'll have more NFL rumor mill, more m- more MLB. Have a thought. Check your TikTok, because what we'll do yes. is we'll let you play GM. Yep. Give us a mock tra- trade involving Kevin Durant where you yes. should go. And we'll put it up there on TikTok, so keep keep people. Yeah, smart. make sure it's good, not like Bleacher. Make not, sure it's really good, not like the trash that Bleacher Report oh, puts on there. Oh, just play with it. Get, get like a ten-team deal involving him. That'd yeah, why not? why not? Why not? Throw get some fantasy players in. Yeah, why? sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it for tonight. We will see you guys next week. Bye.